0: Hey, it's Charlie, and you're listening to the Encouragers United podcast. He's a faithful, energetic, and uplifting person. He's a great communicator, a worship musician, and a podcaster with a message that will make you think and inspire you to live your life worthy of the calling that we have as Christians. His podcast is called New Plan Life. It can be found on all the popular platforms. And as a professional videographer, you bet he takes his art form to YouTube with a channel by the same name. Listen up here for a bright spot in your day. He's a great young leader, super encouraging. His name is Mr. Dylan Dry. Hey, what's up, everybody? Thanks so much for joining us on the Encouragers United podcast this week. I've got a great new friend, Dylan. Say hello to everybody. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: What's up, guys? Um, I'm just honored to be on, honored to talk to you. And um, yeah, I have my own podcast called New Plan Life and it's all about um, becoming new. Uh, I think everyone yearns to be a new creation, whether they know it or not, whether they're Christian or not, everyone yearns just to do better and uh, to make their life better for their kids, for their family, or just themselves. And uh, that's why I wanted to make the podcast. And I've been doing worship for about eight years. That's a big part of my life, music, and uh, I have my own business for videography. And that's really fun because it's super creative. Uh, I guess I'm super left brain. I. Because it's like, it's like you got music, you got podcasts, you got, uh, worship, you got all this stuff. So I'm just a creative individual
0: and, uh, I'm just glad to be here. (laughs) Oh, Dylan. Thank you so much. And I tell you all of our listeners right now are saying, oh my gosh, this is Charlie Grimes. Like, uh. (laughs) 10-15 10-15 years ago right because uh, I too I resonate with what you're saying music creativity the podcast uh, I'm probably not as much of an expert in the videography side as you are but we're going to talk about all of those it. things here and so we're so excited now you're you're currently living in High Point North Carolina tell us how you got there and and uh, what High Point's like this time of the year
1: yeah so uh, High Point born and raised been here my whole life uh, <laughs> and it's great it's it's the, the capital of the world uh for furniture and it's funny because everyone's like is that cool you know being the the furniture capital of the world and i'm like what that basically means is two weeks out of the year um a bunch of people in suits come down and it's on a street that we never even go to we never even see them and then they leave (laughs) so it's (laughs) funny i don't even realize they're Here And when they go, someone will mention it and they'll be like, did you know uh, they're here? And I'm like, I I have no clue. So um, it's a quiet town, though. I really like it here. It's got everything you need and it's small, it's quaint. I'm not a person to fall in love with the busy cities, if you know what I mean, like all the traffic and all the busy bodies and stuff. That you know, I'm more of a relaxed person. You know, take my time, be in silence with the Lord. Um, all that stuff is very hectic for me,
0: so I'm just glad to be here. Oh, uh, I tell you, North Carolina is one of the most beautiful places. Uh, mm. I've been there several times. Uh, Charlotte, Greenville, uh, the coastal yeah. area—it's just awesome. It's got a little bit of everything, I think. There, the the ash area it my does, bike yeah. in there. And I love the mountains, love the beaches. It's it's awesome. So, well, tell us how you got started in music. You're a worship leader, uh, as I am too. And so our, our hearts resonate together there. But how'd you get started in music?
1: Yeah, so I got to tell this funny story. Um, one day, one faithful day that God decided to preordain for me was to, um, I was, I was in high school. And as your average high schooler, I was playing a ton of video games, you know, basically wasting all my time. And then the uh, big old storm came, electricity went out and there's nothing to do when the electricity goes out. It's dark and you just, you're literally searching for things to do. And there was a guitar sitting on the couch and I was like, well, you know what? I got nothing else to do. (laughs) So pick up the guitar. I start strumming a little bit, picking around on the strings and electricity comes back on. I'm still playing that guitar. And ever since then, I I started taking lessons. I started uh, teaching myself kind of how to sing. Um, that's a little harder, um, but singing, playing music. And then that's when I started getting involved with the church. And my friend invited me and I was like, I think I could do this. Like, And that's around the time where God saved me. I went to a concert and there was like 20 Christian bands for like $5 or something like that. And that's the whole point was to reach people like me that um, doesn't have maybe a lot of money, but there's like 20 bands playing. Um, So they all played back to back to back. And uh, just seeing how real worship was, I think that's what broke me and seeing how many people actually believed it. Cause it's like, you can say you believe in God, but you don't actually believe until he kind of flips that switch in your heart. And when I saw everyone just crying and lifting their hands, I was like, this God is real. This, this is not just a story that my mom's told me. This is, this is it. And then ever since that day, that's when God saved me. And that, and I fell in love with music at the same time, because that's what brought me to that place. So ever since then, I've just been playing guitar, playing
0: in church bands, and it's been a blessing. (laughs) You know the recent pandemic—the last ten months—everybody's mm. talking about it, but it has certainly affected all of us. And you know, just in your mind, in your in your head, just off top of your head, even what how has the pandemic changed uh, worship in, spe- in specific? I mean, all the different ways that it's changed us as a society or challenged us. But from your perspective, how has it changed worship particularly?
1: Um, I think we're in a strange place uh, worship wise, and I say that because it can go one of two ways. For the longest time, the American church, um, which I think that the way we've done the American church is um, almost a disservice to the first church because uh, we saw everything that happened back then. And now the American church, we think of going to church on Sunday and going home. And we barely even know anyone's name. We don't really share meals with those people. and it's not you know how the the church we saw in Acts was like, and I wish we could find out how to get to that point and coming together and just providing for everyone in our community. But we're in an odd spot because worship has been um, kind of at a not a standstill, but for the past couple of years, it's been you know at this solid state. and now it's either going one of two ways. It's either worship is hard. And worship is um, because everyone's discouraged and everyone's fearful. So e- you're either at a level of discouragement and fear of what's going on, or like, uh, I don't know if you've heard of Sean Fute. He has a band called Let Us Worship, and he started it in the midst of COVID. And he is he's on the opposite side of the spectrum. He's going to the most hurt places in this entire world that's been affected by the race and the riots and all those things and they have drone footage of him just he just goes to these places in the middle of these cities with his band with his pa system and worships and drone footage of people by the hundreds sometimes the thousands coming out of these cities because they're desperate For worship right now they're desperate for meaning and hope so it's hard to say because on one side um here locally it's hard to find that true worship in this pain but on the other side man it's it's almost
0: revival time (laughs) yes yes i agree and and i think you've captured it it's it's in right now churches are in one camp or the other Mm -hmm. um Unfortunately, some I've observed have just said, we can't do this, so we can't meet, we can't play, we can't, you know, we can't be together. And so we're not doing anything. And uh, others have either thrown caution to the wind and they've said, you know, we're just going to do it no matter what. But I I think what what we're all trying to find is the medium here where we're trying to find new creative ways uh, to lead, you know, each other and to meet and to do some of those things. And, and so one of the reasons you and I connected uh, is because your expertise in videography, because churches are are starting to grow uh, in online presence, right? There's this hybrid nature to our ministries right now in that we're part physical church like we always have been and you know with there may be modifications to that uh, masks or social distancing and split services and spreading out and doing you know whatever Mm -hmm. we can but then there's this online digital sort of broadcast nature that we used to think only the big churches did that right the big churches would broadcast their services all around the world but now churches by and large all of us Are trying to broadcast our services. Have you gotten into that level of helping a church to broadcast? And how does that start for a church to say, oh, I think I I I I would love to put this out on, you know, Facebook, at least as a live for the folks that can't come to the building. How does a church even get started in something like that?
1: Yeah, and it's really hard because there's a lot that goes into it, but um, once you get a hang of it, it com- it becomes pretty easy from there. So I've been to a couple churches uh, during this pandemic, and uh, the church that I'm going to talk about in particular, they didn't have much of that at all. And they made this investment to um, buy cameras and to buy the gear that they needed to do that. And it became a really big blessing to them. And they actually grew a lot of their social media. They grew a lot of their YouTube. They grew um, just the pages that they managed um, in that way, which was really exciting for me. And I actually got to operate the cameras, which is really fun because that's my main job. And then they put me in charge of what my main job is. So, um, but it's a blessing and it's definitely something that's needed, uh, like you said right now. And like you said, uh, you almost think it's not Possible. You think it's out of your reach because vid- the video realm is so, um, it almost seems like you said, like just larger than life when really you don't need a lot. You need um, something, you need an interface, you need a camera and you need audio and you need to connect that all to the internet somehow, <laughs> which I know I said it in like four easy steps, but um, it's really not as far out of reach as people think. And I hope they get the dive into it and uh, access that more. And if, it, if there's any way I can help do
0: that, I would be glad to. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, without getting too technical for people, but like you, you mentioned your love for the for the camera, for working the camera. And just to give you some of our experience and my particular, Situation: We have a two-camera system uh, mm-hmm. where guys are kind of alternating, see, you know, alternating their angles, angles, yeah, um, and. So tell us from a camera operator standpoint, what's what's fun? What what is in your mind when you're when you're running those cameras or you're producing, in essence, the art form of what a worship service is going to look like on either a laptop screen or a little phone screen, or if you're streaming to your you you know your Roku at home to the television screen. What is it? What are some of those best tips and tricks that you might throw out for us as we get started with this from a camera operator standpoint
1: Mm -hmm. yeah so that's the fun part is there's so many different ways and angles that uh you can do right anywhere any any foot any step you take in another direction is another angle so you have thousands of options but um obviously when you're starting out you need the tight shot the, the tight shot is literally just the the pastor's face. Cause that's what we all want to see and um, make sure not to prioritize the second one. The second one will be the wide shot of the entire room to see what's going on and to see what's happening. Um, that doesn't necessarily have to be all the empty chairs. If you don't want it to be the wide shot could just be the stage in uh, the pastor, but, Make sure you always have your wide shot because as a viewer, when you're watching on your phone or Facebook or whatever it is, um, our eyes, as God made us, are always looking to make eye contact. (laughs) So when we're scrolling through and we might see your service pop up, that's what we're looking for. We're looking for a tight shot to make eye contact to connect to this person. Um, And I've seen some services, they just put on a wide shot and I'm like oh, people scroll past that so fast because it's intriguing for maybe two seconds. It's like, oh, this is cool. Look at this um, church. I I like that cross and I like that light right there. And then they start preaching and it's like, I can't even see you scroll. (laughs) And you lose them that fast. So definitely the tight shot, the wide shot, um, I call this the crazy shot, is uh, getting a side shot from the room. That's a really interesting shot to grab people's attention because you're seeing if there is a, congregation you're seeing the congregation you're seeing the band if they're up there or the instruments and you're getting this side view that no one really sees that often yeah. and uh so get creative with that and then obviously a side tight shot those are all important a front tight shot a side tight shot and sometimes you want to go even more creative is uh the rule of thirds you put the person not in the middle but slightly to the left or slightly to the right, which is the rule of thirds. Yes. And that gives the, uh, it gives a little intrigue to what you're looking at. Yeah. It gives that little uh, pizzazz that you're looking for. And a good way to do that is if the pastor is making, say, he has a screen or he's making points or something yep. put that in that other location, you yes. know what I'm saying? Put That's the pastor right. right in the third and then that over there. So those are just some interesting shots that I love to do oh that sounds great
0: yeah and i'm working with a team of people who are learning this sort of on the fly and so that, that's i love it i really appreciate that yeah and th- there's course. some technology involved and you've got to get the right cameras and the uh, lenses placed and the lenses and some of that technical side which is you know it's it's learnable even a guy like me who had no experience with it at all uh is learning slowly yep. but yeah, that's so wonderful. And I so you're doing that really as part of your occupation right now. Tell us a little bit about your videography expertise and, you know, even what your vocation and how that's led you right now.
1: Yeah, so I have a business uh, doing videography for about, I'd say about four years now. We started a business with videography and photography, but I'm the videographer because so that's what I'm going to talk about. But um, yeah, so what we do is we go around and we're helping Mainly small businesses because small businesses don't have the access or the know-how to do a lot of these things. So we go to these places and help them promote themselves in a way that's unique and different because all they have access to is their iPhones. And that's what they use all the time. And that kind of breaks my heart a little bit because I'm like, you could be doing so much better than just this. So we make sure to go, we, we do restaurants, we do coffee shops, we do um, antique stores, thrift stores, uh, anything that needs help. We do nonprofits. I work with uh, local United Way and Salvation Army a lot um, because again, they, they don't really have all this access to uh, what I do. So um, I'm just, I'm hoping to be a blessing to anyone around here that needs content because we're in a realm, we're in an age, I should say, where uh, we're almost at a disconnect between uh, millennial and, you know, Gen Z and the boomers and, you know, we're we're all kind of separated. And I know a lot of people that are running their own businesses, they don't, they don't get any of this. My my mom's like that too. She's like, "Ah, can you speak English? And I'm like, this is English. And she's like, well, speak in a, in a simpler way. So. Uh, I'm just glad to be kind of fill that void and share my knowledge um, with my local community and hopefully they can spread
0: it too. Well, and that's why, you know, I'll just tell you, that's why you're on the Encouragers United podcast. Cause you Logan. are an encourager with your art form. <laughs> you're creating yeah. a story. You're telling, helping people tell a story, uh, much like a church would do, you know, each Sunday that, that service is, is art. And it, it's so exciting it to, you know, have, um, Folks like yourself who are just so joyful and so excited to create, you know, these uh, art forms and to create a story that will tell the story, whether it be for a commercial, you know, business and in, you know, fundraising or just, um, you know, for a cause for like you say, a nonprofit or, you know, someone, um, you know, trying to get a message out. Yeah, but um, that has led you now in, in being a storyteller into the realm of podcasting. And so uh, I've listened to a couple of your episodes. I want you to tell us about your podcast, New Life or New Plan Life. My, my bad. New, no, you're New Plan Life. That's yeah. the title. Tell us how this got started.
1: So um, I was at a point in my life where I think most of us reach is kind of a breaking point of I'm tired of living this way and I want to do better. And I realized that that's that's pretty much everyone. That's pretty much all of humanity. We reach a point where we're like, we're tired of doing this and we're tired of living toxic and uh, we know we can live better lives. And I I just made a commitment one time and I said, you know what? I'm going to make a new plan (laughs) because the old plan didn't work. The old plan was full of me, me, me. It was full of selfishness and being mean and tearing people down. And it wasn't wasn't a good plan and um god god lets you walk through that because you have to at some point and then you have to as the bible says to become a new creation and that's what i'm that's what my podcast is i want to help people find out how do i live new what what do i say yes to what do i say no to but not only that why do i say yes and why do i say no (laughs) so i'm trying to help people become that new creation that the Bible talks about, whether whether they're Christians or not, I know that's what we're yearning for, is to live in truth and to to follow the
0: light instead of the dark. Um, and that's what our podcast lean towards. Absolutely. So, and, you know, one of the, I want to get, I want to drill down and give folks a little bit of a picture of what your episodes are like, because one just really captured me. I love it, love it, love it. And I really resonated with um, an episode you titled, What Else Is There?, why don't you tell us a little bit? it's it's basically, um, you know a story that for me, i'll I'll summarize it, but I want you to kind of explain where the thought behind this came from and even the scripture that you base it on. but what else is there? you know it, it, you explain a time where some folks walked away from Jesus uh, in in the Bible and you simply ask, how could they do that? you know what what else what else is there really? and and that means, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking more, you know, literal, like what else would you, what would you walk away from Jesus for, you know, but then also even more, you know, um, philosophically, well, if he is really who he says he is, and he's really who the Bible says he is, what in the world could you ever put in that spot, right? Um, maybe I just told the story, but tell us where this episode comes from, and kind of where where you were inspired there.
1: Yeah. So again, talking kind of about new plan life is like, if we don't follow the light, then what else is there? And like you were saying in John six six six, um, this is when Jesus is preaching and Jesus does a pretty good job of actually leading the crowds away because he says things that are very challenging and that are very hard. And he says something that is hard and it is challenging and the, the crowd walks away. And there's this kind of moment where Jesus turns around and he looks at his disciples. He's like, are you gonna leave me too? And Peter stands up and he's like, "Where else do we go?" And I'm like, "Where else would we go, if not Jesus? Where? What else to the world? In the world, do we turn to? It has to be something lesser." And this this resonated with me, with me a lot because I had a, a conversation with my best friend, and um, we had a friend in common. And he was a Bible believing. He was a crit. I mean, I looked up to him. He was a big Christian. He was in a uh, worship band, and he was awesome. And one day he denounced his faith, and ever since then he's he's chosen to live a life just playing video games. And I've I've he's become vulgar. He's become mean. Um, we actually had a conversation, and he's just he tore me down, and it was bad. And I had a conversation with my best friend, and I was like, "How could you shoot, How could you walk away from?" truth like what else can you turn to and in this case he chose video games and in a lot of cases people choose things that won't fill that void and if christ is real like you said there is nothing else in first corinthians uh the chapter of love where it talks about what love is it says everything else is dust and i always tell my listeners i'm like take a minute look at look around you right now everything around you it's dust in the end it's dust he says, the only thing that remains is love and God is love. Mm. So the only thing that we should invest in is love and is Christ and is people because there is nothing else.
0: Mm. Amen, brother. I, yeah, it, it, and it's that tone. I, 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 our listeners get a good taste because I can hear your passion in your voice and I love it. I, I, you know, you and I are, are cut from the same brothers from another mother. So, you say. Go. so um, But tell us, who are your listeners? Who are you speaking to? Who are you reaching out to here?
1: Yeah, so hopefully everyone. (laughs) That's the goal is um, hopefully everyone, but especially people that, and I've noticed, um, I've actually been obviously promoting myself on social media and things. And I've noticed that a lot of people that follow me, um, aren't Christians uh, that have been um, following me recently because I put out videos about depression and suicide uh, and how it's, it's at an all time high right now because of all the things that have been going on. And um, it's a blessing for me to be able to bring someone, maybe even out of depression and give them a meaning and a purpose. And uh, obviously I'm not the one doing that. It's God working through me, but to show someone that they have purpose and that they do have a place in this earth, There's nothing else like it to pull someone from the dark and say, stop, stop tearing yourself down. Stop listening to what Satan's telling you. And that's for everyone. That's good news for the entire world. Kind of like when Jesus says about the great commission, like go and tell the world, I want to tell the world that um, you're here for a reason. God's he's knitted you in the womb since the beginning with a heart for something beautiful. And you just got to believe that.
0: Absolutely. Oh, thanks so much. And the, and the medium of podcasting has allowed guys like us uh, with, you know, pastoral hearts uh, for worship and for creativity, for the gift of gab, whatever you want to call it, to reach out and to literally speak into someone's life through this simple little medium. So that's so exciting, Dylan. And thank you so much for for what you're doing. One more question. Um, I'm going to let you pick your favorite episode now, because I would love for some of our listeners here in the Encouragers United to go over and and pick up some episodes on new plan life. What's your favorite episode? What are you working on? What have you done that you're most excited about right now?
1: Yeah, so I'm working on a lot. I've been doing a lot of these collaborations recently that are really fun. Um, but I think my favorite episode would probably have to be, oh my gosh, um, there's so many. Let's say there's this funny one I have labeled and it's like cold turkey and boot camp. <laughs> it's such a strange title, I know. But um, have you heard the saying, quit cold turkey? Yes. Yeah. So we were talking about that and how you can't always quit cold turkey, whatever you're addicted to or whatever you're going through. Um, But there is a point in your life where you have to go through boot camp. But that's not that's not the end all be all boot camp is you figuring out how am I going to how am I going to go through this part of my life where I start deciding to make better decisions. And it might not be cold turkey. It might be a slow process. But the boot camp part is like we're not in the war yet. We're not out in the front lines yet. When God talks about that there is a spiritual war going on right now, it's right now. It's happening all around us. We haven't given the spiritual eyes to see that, but it's happening all around us. And we have to step out of boot camp as Christians, um, as believers. We have to be willing to get out of the... um, I'm just going to study and then, you know, live my life. We actually have to be able to go on these front lines and say, um, there is such a thing as truth, and be able to stand up like Christ did and the disciples. Um, and I and I hope that's an encouragement to people to kind of step out of their comfort zone. I think boldness is something that uh, we've lost over time, and I really just hope that that podcast is an encouragement to someone to uh, leave boot camp and uh, arm yourself with the the whole armor of God. Absolutely. And step out there
0: and be that light for people. Well, and, and it's not, you know, necessarily on a podcast speaking to hundreds or thousands of people or on a stage with a guitar, you know, leading people. It's <laughs> it's just one-to-one. And that it, that's been our mantra here at Encouragers United is that we take what we have, we start where we are. And we do what we can, you know, that's the exciting uh, part of, of encouragement ministry and really being, uh, coming alongside somebody. And so I, I see you doing that and I love it. Uh, I want to encourage it in you. Keep doing what you're doing, friend. Um, how can people best get in touch with you? Give us your, maybe your social media connections and, and obviously the, the podcast new plan life, they can search that any of our platforms, but how best to get in touch with you, Dylan?
1: yeah I'd say uh, Facebook I'm on there uh, more than anything and obviously I'm on Apple Spotify I'm on Apple and Spotify and uh, if you want to reach out I've had some people message me on Facebook and it's just encouraging to hear from people in general because there's so many questions and there are not even just questions there are people that uh, I've found so many cool relationships and made so many friends through this medium that I'm just glad to be a blessing to other people and it blesses me it's it's funny how God works in that way is, um, it's more blessed to give than to receive, right? When I, when I get these messages from you guys, it really just softens my heart and I'm glad to hear from you. So if there's anything you want to talk about, even just to say, Hey, and to stop by, I just, I'd be glad to hear from
0: you. Yeah. Dylan, you are an artist. You are a Christian man. You're a faithful person, uh, a creator and an encourager. Really appreciate your time today. Thanks Thank so you. much for being on the show.
1: Yeah, of course. Glad to be here.
0: What a wonderful young man. Thanks so much, Dylan, again, for being on the show. All the best to you. Uh, God bless you as you encourage uh, everybody that you come in contact with. Hey, I am really excited to close out the show just with some reminders that I would love to connect with you on a more personal level. And so I invite you to look up the Facebook page and our Facebook group called Encouragers United. You can also search and direct message me on Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn, searching for either at Charles R. Grimes or at Encouragers United. Uh, I have a wonderful website that I love to tinker with. It's called charlesrgrimes.com, and I even have a new feature there where I'd love to hear from you. You can go to the website and push a record button and leave me a voice message, basically a voicemail. It will alert me and I would love to take your questions, your comments, uh, anything that's on your mind and possibly work it into an upcoming episode. Uh, That's at CharlesRGrimes.com. And finally, you can help me out if you really like the show and appreciate the content. I'd love to have you rate it on the platform that you are listening to. And then share it with somebody that you have in your life that is a teacher or a coach, a pastor perhaps, that might be encouraged by hearing my message each week. But all in all, thanks so much for listening again. And until then, start where you are, take what you have, and do what you can. Next week, I rebroadcast a sermon that I recently delivered on the book of 1 Corinthians. Have you ever wondered what the Apostle Paul might think and what he might teach and say to the modern church? Well, you're in luck because the book of 1 Corinthians in the New Testament might be just what he would say.